Hello and welcome to Hustle. If you are listening for the first time, we are a new podcast focused on exploring the business journeys, trials and wins of underrepresented entrepreneurs, as well as discussing topical business news in an engaging way. If you're listening to us for the first time, thank you so much for downloading our podcast. Sephora. Bit random, but I really like our intro music. It gets me into like a, a nice hype, a nice buzz. Gets you into the zone. It gets me into the zone. I feel really relaxed and zen, but like upbeat as well. Mm, it's really chill. Yeah. And just speaking on music, a bit off topic, um, I really like Jay Huss's new album. Right. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. It's so good. I really like it. It's such a vibe. What music have you been listening to? Well, do you know what? I'm really kind of like into my old school R&B. Yeah. So usually I don't listen to current artists okay. as much. But there's this artist that I've been listening to, Brent Faze. Brent Fayez. Is it Fayez? I say Fayez. We say things really differently. I know we do, we do. But I. Oh, but he's, he's, got, he's got his new album out, so I got it on Spotify. It's called F the World. F the World. And he has like, like his lyrics, there's like, the, they're like Instagrammable lyrics. 100%. And the music is just kind of like a mix of the old school. But yes. then there's this kind of like new kind of swag to it. So I think he's going to be like one to watch. I hope so. And DVSN, you put onto him, he's he's of that same genre, I think. If anybody likes slow jams, that's who you should be listening to. He's the one. He's the one. Mm. Um, so moving from music to money, which today's episode is about, it is entitled, Can You Start a Business With Little or No Money? Um, I posted this question on our, our Instagram um, page and we got we got a response um, and one of the responses said it depends on what the business is, which I, I really um, agree. But what are, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think you can? I think, well, it's a mixed bag, really. I think some businesses you can start with absolutely no money mm-hmm. and some businesses you need some capital. So it depends on what industry that you're in but I don't think that a lack of money should stop somebody from having a go Mm -hmm. and I think we'll explore this a a bit more and I think the operative word is their business is there so it depends what it is I think that's really really important and um because the question is quite broad I thought maybe we can break it up first so maybe let's first talk about the sort of resources the basic resources you might need so like a laptop or you know, a smartphone, etc., and then start speaking about materials, space, and staff and products afterwards. Mm. Is that okay? Yeah, no, yeah, sure. So I think with regards to a basic kind of level of equipment or material mm. somebody needs to have, they definitely need to have their own laptop. Mm-hmm. They need to have access to some internet service. Absolutely. And I know people might laugh at that, but there's a lot of people that actually the digital divide is real. So it's a lot huge. of people don't have access to these things, mm-hmm. but one would hope that you have, that you're able to access the internet, that you're able to have your own laptop, your own USB, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. own equipment that helps you yeah. be online mm-hmm. because being online is really important. Exactly. But the great thing about being online is it doesn't cost anything. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. If even if you don't have the the internet, going to a coffee shop or public spaces like hotels, um, a lot of libraries have free Wi-Fi. I think there's there's ways um, around it. Um, just to go back to your point about equipment, um, there's lots of you can get funding from charities. I know one lady that got funding um, for her business, which two thousand pounds enabled her to get um, a laptop, mm-hmm. for example. She got a good laptop. Um, and she also got, um, I think she bought a 
projector or smartphone or something mm. with that. And that she needed to go through various interviews to get that, but mm. she got it. There, there are a lot of schemes in um, different boroughs in London or maybe even the UK, but I think in particular in Lewisham, there's a lot of um, schemes or money available for people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. or circumstances. Mm-hmm. I know care leavers yes. have access to certain things. People that are on benefits that are um, trying to get off benefits mm-hmm. by um, creating their own businesses. There's mm-hmm. So there's pools of um, money out there mm-hmm. that people actually dedicate to specific groups. Yep. So if you're one of those people that says, oh, you know, I don't have a computer, I don't have mm-hmm. this, I don't have that, look into how you can get some mm-hmm. sort of funding, mm-hmm. some grant money. There's also um, things like the Joseph Roundtree Foundation. Yes, I think the Young Foundation also. Yeah, and then there's um, kind of these difficult, these different types of loans mm-hmm. that you can get. And if you kind of find all, all this research daunting, there will always be some sort of community space or community hub where people connect people with yeah. loans and grants and mm-hmm. schemes. So find out about what your borough has and then mm-hmm. maybe speak to a consultant there and that should really help you with that. Definitely. I think other tips, if you're lacking sort of the basic resources, is asking friends and family. Somebody might have an old laptop around, you know, a phone that they're upgrading. They don't need their current phone anymore. Ask your networks as well if there's anything yeah. going I know, for I know free. some people might feel embarrassed to ask, but yes. if it's something that's going to help you get to, get to where you want to get to, you need to kind of get rid of the pride or yes. the embarrassment or absolutely because a lot of these things you you do have to kind of um go outside of yourself and say i don't have the money but i mm-hmm. do have something i want to do exactly so asking is a really good one no absolutely um some companies also regularly update their computers um and um throw away things like furniture things they don't need and they usually ask people oh, does anybody need it or they send emails around just Go to a company and ask. You're right about that because I know a lot of companies that they buy surplus laptops or they have to buy laptops in bulk. So then yes. they actually have um, stuff in storage. Yes. So it's about... Just ask. Yeah, ask. Be proactive and just find out. Mm-hmm. And the competitions too. You can enter competitions. Just try your luck mm. and win stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and I think also um, you need to be a little bit more sort of like a bit more broader thinking broadening or thinking in terms of when you're trying to access certain things because there's there's ways around lots of different things that you find difficult to get it's about sitting down and thinking about i don't have this at the moment where could i possibly access it and i thought a good example particularly in cases where you do need money to set up a business or this is not even the basic computer phone uh, internet it's you need something quite quite tangible Food businesses, I think, is a really good point to, to, to talk about. From what I understand, it could be quite expensive because it's you're buying food, you're producing food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a stall yes. to rent. Maybe you need a, a, a restaurant space to rent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before you've already started the overheads, so you've got water, tax, rent. It's high. Um, yeah. But there's ways around it. Such as? So an example would be, um, as you said, when you're setting up a food business, in addition to the sort of store cost, if you want one, or, you know, a uh, an actual premises, um, you might have to also do a level sort of two hygiene course. Uh, you might have to p- apply for a license depending on the times of the day you want to uh, sell the food. But there was an example of a guy called Prince Owusu, 
and he set up a food business from his parents' home in Campbell Flats. So he does kind of like soul food, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he'd make the food mm-hmm. and he'd take a picture of it and he'd put on Instagram and say, X number of, of platters available. One of them was, a, I think, a, a baller combo that was really popular for £20, available outside my flats. Come and get it. And people would be driving down to Camberwell to pick up this mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's got to a point now, so popular, he's opened two stores, one in London shops and one in Manchester, but he did it from his home first. So he lowered his overheads and spent the money that he had on food. Mm. Granted, yes, you do need money to buy the food, but then he was able to cut costs on renting a mm. shop, for example, mm. on um, you know having um, buying a food truck or, or store. So you've got to be a little bit inventive yeah, well, you've got to be a lot inventive and you also, it seems like you have to work back from what your vision is. Yes. So you can't just say, well, I want a restaurant and I need £20,000 to open it up. You need to think, okay, mm-hmm. I want a restaurant. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. If Especially if I don't have money. Mm-hmm. So that is a step to That's getting a, step. a restaurant. There you so go. you almost have to think, if you don't have the money, well, what can you do? without the money mm-hmm. that can help you reach what it is that you want to reach and so yes. it's that kind of in- inventiveness mm-hmm. and thinking mm-hmm. outside the box absolutely rather than saying i, I must if i if i don't get this money mm-hmm. nothing can run and he used the resources around him he's he cooked from his parents yeah and you That's... know and you know his mum probably had sunflower oil yeah oh. the basket oh of so course. he's not he's not buying no, the seasoning no She's got it exactly, exactly. So use friends and family, really, really key. What about if you don't have any money to bootstrap a business? Could you offer some of our our listeners some information um, about other ways to to, to get money? Yes, I could. So I suppose you might need to start looking at bank loans, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then the other things, government loans that are administered by the startup loans company, and if you have a high growth business idea, potentially an angel investor, mm-hmm. um, a VC investor, so these kinds of things. But I know to kind of get to that level, mm-hmm. you actually need to have put in quite a lot of work on your business already. Exactly. So these people expect a great business plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have kind of covered all bases. Mm-hmm. Because this, this is people giving you their money mm-hmm. because they think you're going to be a success and make it Mm -hmm. so you could so there's a potential to do that Mm -hmm. but I know that sometimes that could be daunting for people because the thing I hear is I don't want to take out a loan I hear that a lot but the really interesting thing is well if you believe that your business is a good business and it is viable and can make money why don't why don't you want to take out the loan Mm -hmm. that's a good question and why would you want a VC or an angel investor or a or family member investor, yes. to give you part with their money mm-hmm. when you wouldn't, you part know, with, you, you're not going to borrow yes. from a bank. Yes. So if you get to that point, you really need to think about, hmm, yes. why am I comfortable spending someone else's money for my business mm-hmm. and I'm not comfortable, you know, putting my money where my mouth is and getting Absolutely. my own loan. There you go. And beyond that, it's also about sharing the risk because what it is that people are scared of is the risk. The risk that the business doesn't work, the risk that you can't pay back the loan. It's the risk that people um, are are scared about. But essentially, um, entrepreneurship doesn't include and involve risk. Mm. 
So I think that's a really good point that you raised for sure. Mm. There's also something to be said about using the skills that you already have to raise money. Mm-hmm. So what what other things could you do to make money to feed into the actual business that you want to to create? So it sounds really kind of simplistic, but can you bake cakes? Mm. Can you sell those cakes and try to get money from that to eventually go into your into your business mm-hmm, is there mm-hmm. a particular skill or talent that you have yes. that you can make short-term income from mm-hmm. to feed into something Absolutely. i know a lot of people i know a lot of people with a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you know a lot of people with a lot of stuff yes a lot of clothes oh yeah a lot of phones absolutely a lot of trainers sure you need to sell that shit on eBay. <laughs> sell it. And then in addition, I think we're gonna we talked about doing an episode later on about like our top ten side hustles. But I know a lot of people that can cut hair, oh. that can plait hair, that can do makeup, um, that that can tutor. You're good at English, you're good at maths, you're good at a language. There's people that need support in those areas. And, and put that money towards your dream to fund the business. There you go. Mm. Um, so we've touched on a couple of recommendations and examples so far, but I think there are quite a few others that our listeners might be interested in hearing um, about, which require using the internet quite substantially. And um, one of them, I'd say, is crowdfunding. Mm. What's your What's your thoughts on crowdfunding? I've got mixed feelings about crowdfunding. Okay, so I personally, I, I don't have any experience of crowdfunding. Mm. I've seen campaigns where things have gone well with crowdfunding, um, actually, my favourite coffee coffee shop on my high street, Deptford High Street, mm. the waiting room. Yes. Um, they, they, they were on the high street and they needed to, for some reason, they had to move from their spot that they were at, but they didn't want to leave the high street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they crowdfunded, mm-hmm. um, I think about £10,000, wow. so they could move into a better location mm-hmm. on the same street. Amazing. So what that entailed was they shared the story of their coffee shop. Yeah. You know, we are a locally owned coffee shop. Mm-hmm. We love our high street. Mm-hmm. We've been here for X amount of years. We feel part of the community and we don't want to leave. Yeah. And then they offered different packages um, to people. So, for example, if you pledged... Now, I might be getting the figures wrong, but say, for example, if you pledged a thousand pounds to their crowd fund, you could get um, a lifetime supply oh, wow. of coffee. So that means you go in there maybe once a day and you, and you, and you, get, you get a, a coffee. coffee. Yeah. Or they had different bundles. Mm-hmm. And for me, I drink a lot of coffee. So, so 250 pounds could get you, I think it was a year's supply of coffee. Wow. Do you go there every day? I do go there every day. So could you imagine if a coffee is about £4 a day and you've put in £250? You spend £4 a day on a coffee? Um, sorry, sorry. Okay. I, had, I, had, I just had to check oh. for either a bit, but she is a devoted customer because obviously it shows you that company is providing know. something. Well, we're through... 3.30. Okay. Um, and it could be 3.80 if I get the coconut milk or the oat milk. <laughs> but, you know, very, well, you know. You've got to take me here. I, I, I will. We've got re- really great coffee shops, but I digress. So the whole point is they had, a, they had a great story. The community was behind them. Mm. And then they also offered people something in their crowdfunding. Amazing. It's not for the faint-hearted. I think you really need to be serious with it. And also, if you don't reach the goal... Mm-hmm. I don't really know specifically about the rules, but from what I yeah, understand, you don't get the money. You don't get the money. So Absolutely. you have to go, it's not just, oh, crowdfund me because, you know, I I, I want to start a fashion business. 
It's got to be a compelling story. Compelling story. What's the narrative? Exactly. Why would I want to support your business? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I also believe that before you even put the campaign online, you need to at least secure at least around 30% of the funding. Because if you're on a crowdfunder page, you're looking through, okay, what kind of campaigns or dreams can I support? Mm. And then you just see zero. I'm not compelled. I would think, oh, that must be quite crap. But if I see that you've already attracted, say, 30% mm. of the investment you need, you think, oh, we're not too far away from the actual goal. Let me try and help get them there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And also kind of with crowdfunding, because I thought about language waves. Should I should I crowdfund? And it just wasn't right for me. Mm, so it's just a good fit. Yeah, so mm-hmm. just because the option is available doesn't mean it fits your situation. Mm-hmm. So you know, use crowdfunding wisely. Yeah, and uh, do a bit of research into it. If you do feel like you've got a compelling story, if you do think people will be bought into it, um, definitely. And if you're facing an emergency it. in your business, yes. you're about to close down and you go. you know, you've got lots of customers, mm-hmm. that that's a good point. For mm. sure. Um, I think another um, thing we should probably touch on about is looking at um, market research. Because I feel like um, if you if you understand your market really well, um, if you understand um, the kind of customers you're looking to attract, that gives you a really good understanding as to what kind of money that how much you might need or want. Because some people might say, "Oh, I need some money for my business," but you don't actually have a figure. Like, mm. How much you need and why is it that figure can help you get to where, where you want to get? And I think that's probably due to lack of understanding of your of your own business. Mm. Because it's one thing to say money, but if you can't articulate how much you need and what it's actually going to be for, I think that's a little bit of, you know, a problem that you need to address. That's, I think that's a really good point to raise because also in terms of your market research, um, knowing your target audience well. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I don't think there's a, well, the, you know, you can agree or disagree, but if you're in the business of, you know, making money mm-hmm. and you want to be viable, if your target audience is a group of people that don't have any money mm. or they can't buy your product, mm-hmm. then should you really be targeting them if yes. you want to make money? Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, you can have the great idea yes. and then you could get some funding or some investment or some mm-hmm. crowdfunding or whatever you call it. But then the people that you're targeting, they don't want to buy or they don't have the money to buy. Absolutely. And therefore you need to pivot. And at that point, it's quite difficult to do because in your head, this is your goal. This is your vision. You realize, well, actually, mm. these are not the people for me. So research, primary and secondary, really, really important don't, research. Don't be hard headed and stubborn. Pivot. Pivot. Absolutely. Move. Just move. Look at what the data is telling you and, 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 and move. Another way I think that which you can utilise the internet to make money for um, your business is affiliate marketing. Have you heard of it before? I've heard the phrase, but no idea what, what it actually is. So what it is, it's um, it's a process of earning a commission by promoting other people's products or another company's you know products or services. So you find a product you like, you promote it to others and earn a piece of the profit for each sale that you make and I find that a lot of social media influencers in particular do a lot of affiliate marketing okay you know uh, and so is that like say like YouTube and you are uh, p- promoting a, a 
yeah. shampoo or a, yeah, somebody definitely. sent you this yes. and then you're if the terms of the, the agreement is you get a piece a percentage of the profits so for example if you've got like 50,000 followers and then I don't think they actually they, they wouldn't know if your followers bought it but they can at least infer that oh we've they, got an they increase do those of discount sales discount code things so yes. like oh yes a wah discount code <laughs> yes. 20% off and exactly. they can see how many people, people use that exactly so of your 50,000 followers if I don't know even just 2,000 you know bought something that's, that's, that's quite significant that's exactly using your, your your brand and your likability factor which is quite quite powerful I think so um, if you are a social media influencer something to consider but even if you're not there's lots of other products and services which you can do affiliate, affiliate marketing with where you can earn uh, a bit of money and there's lots of courses on it as well mm. oh sorry speaking of courses i should go back to this mm-hmm. um when it comes to your market research you can use there's so many business databases out there mm-hmm. i think it's really important that we highlight that so there's cobra there's ibisworld there's emis um and these are all th- resources that you can use to find out more about your market yes. find out more about trends there's the british library they've got the ip center there they do and, you and know, they've got a regional network so in lots of um major cities in the uk mm-hmm. and they've got their own equivalent where you can go in and then use these business databases yeah, yeah. and i and i know this stuff is good because i met this lady who owns her own jewelry business and she's very successful and she says every couple of years she goes to the, the british library business ip center to check what the trends are in the jewellery world. Fantastic. And that's how she knows what she'll be doing mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. What, what's happening? Are, are earrings, are there people buying more yes. earrings than bracelets? Yes. Should I highlight this? So no matter how advanced you are in your business, mm-hmm. the market is always changing. Absolutely. And you need to check the trend. But to do that, you need to be using these resources. And for me, I was never aware about Cobra, Ibis, mm. Emis. Mm. What the hell? <laughs> But they're there and they're free to use. Mm. So that's, that's a good point for sort of like re-emphasizing that. Something that actually just came to mind, um, which I thought would be useful to share, is it's a famous kind of story um, or experiment um, in the business world where a management professor in America called Timothy Falter uh, teach the course called Risks and Rewards of Entrepreneurship. And he gave student groups five pounds and told them to use it as startup cash for a new business. And the project was designed to spur creativity around new business ideas. And students had one week to brainstorm ideas. But once they received the cash, they had only two hours to make as much money as possible. Mm. Yeah, so Mm. a real challenge. And interestingly, the group that made the most money didn't even use the startup funds. They didn't use the five pounds. They sold their three-minute presentation time to a company, I think, called Barefoot Student. Um, the company collects like CVs and sells them to employers around the world. And they earned £300 um, from it, just from the presentation alone, mm. because it showed the company of different ways they could go about doing, you know, achieving mm. their, their, mm. Their, their their mission. Um, and other professors have actually used the that $5 challenge and they report the same results. Mm. And the results are students essentially realise um, that focusing on the money actually framed the, the problem too tightly. So what they did was they reframed the challenge or the question um, to what can they do to make money if they start with absolutely nothing mm, instead of using the five pounds. And that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, and that that forces you to sharpen your observation skills, to look within and understand what are my talents? 
um, you know, how can I unlock my creativity or the group's creativity mm. to identify problems and find solutions mm. to them? Because it can be quite restrictive when you say, I need, you know, £10,000 to start this yeah. business, otherwise I can't get it off the ground. Yeah. Because then you focus so much on all the things that you need that you can't see all mm. the things around you that you, you can utilise. So I guess that study just highlights the point that to get going mm-hmm. and to just, you know, crack a few eggs, mm-hmm. you don't essentially need the money, mm-hmm. but that can that can always um, come after. And also, I think in my own experience, because I'm, um, you know, my business is a service business. Yeah. So the costs are quite low. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good starting out. Mm-hmm. But also, if I if when I was starting out, I thought about how much money I need to buy, this resource, this assessment, mm-hmm. this, that. It would have taken me a, quite a while to save mm. up to get that. But mm-hmm. because I just started and I thought, you know what? I've got the £12 to register the company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me do it. I've got the £24 to do the email address. And I've got the £12 to mm-hmm. um, do my business cards. All under £100. There you go. And you start, and then once you start making money, you can buy those things that you felt were essential. Mm-hmm. You might even realize, actually, I don't need them now. I've done without for so long. Actually, mm. I don't. I don't need it now. Mm. So I think we've sort of um, gone through quite a whole list of sort of ideas and topics, which probably would be useful to sort of condense mm. uh, into. We love. We love a top. A top ten, don't oh, we? Love a top ten. Do you want to do the honors? I will. I will. Go for it. So, okay, so let's start with, firstly, try and calculate how much money you think you will need in the startup cost. So right at the very beginning, just do a rough estimation. Number two, find out what you can get for free or little money. Ask friends, family, networks, public facilities. Number three, find out if there are any grants you can apply to. So charities, companies, Mm -hmm. CSR initiatives, university alumni initiatives local authority grants for residents etc and speaking of university alumni initiatives just find out what your university does for people that are starting a business Mm -hmm. um or even what they do for the local community so if there if there is a university based in your area Mm -hmm. you you you're not going to lose anything if you contact them number four find out what small business loans are available and if you believe high growth um and if you and if you believe high growth business Net- also believe it in your high growth business. Yeah. You can network with angel investors and VCs and float your idea. Absolutely. Number five, be inventive and imaginative. So think about how can you lower your costs? How can you keep the overhead costs down? Um, what what kind of things can you do in your business that it's not necessarily cut costs, but where 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 is it that you don't actually need to spend the money? Mm-hmm. Number six, do something that can attract sponsorship. So, you know, a Tough Mudder, a half marathon, uh, doing some kind of uh, sponsored walk. Mm -hmm. Is that a way to get money for Mm -hmm. people to to, to kind of get money into you? Number seven, find a side hustle to raise extra funds. So we talked about if you have that talent, if you have that skill, if you could cane row (laughs) some hair. If you can cut some hair, if If you you can tutor. If you can babysit and you can save up. Yes. little little money it's not, it's not it's not about big big money here no. it's little bits of money that you put towards your dream mm-hmm. number eight get a second job to raise extra funds you know we've got seven days in a week just just do an extra one day yeah, two days if you need to it's not got to be long term mm-hmm. but you know it, it's possible 
Number nine, crowdfund. And number 10, become an affiliate marketer. Great recap. We thought we'd do a recap just in case there's anybody that skips near the end um, of this episode because they can't bear the sound of our voices and just want (laughs) a top 10 list. Um, But I thought that recap was really, really, really good. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Please engage with us on my Instagram page at Founder Hustle. Let us know um, your thoughts on this question. Can you start a business with little or no money? Or indeed, have you done that? Mm-hmm. And share your mm-hmm. experiences with us and others yeah. so they have can you, learn from it. Have you crowdfunded? I'm particularly interested in speaking to people that have crowdfunded for their business and mm-hmm. kind of find out what, what they're doing with it now and how it's gone. So if you have done that, follow at us. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this episode. Tuning to our next one. Goodbye.